0: Hey, everybody, it's Robert here. Welcome to 2024 and our new season of Mentors for Military. A few months back, we had the opportunity to sit down with Command Sergeant Major Brad Johnson, who's the Regimental Sergeant Major for 75th Ranger Regiment. And talk about his enormous career. I mean, 25 years it spanned uh, with many different assignments, including 1st Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment, the Regimental Special Troops Battalion, Senior Enlisted Advisor to the J-7 at the JSOC, Joint Special Operations Command, 3rd Ranger Battalion Command Sergeant Major, 75th Ranger Regiment Intelligence Battalion, uh, Battalion Command Sergeant Major, And recently, the Fort Benning uh, or Fort Moore, depending upon how you want to talk about it, Garrison Sergeant Major. So such a a massive career. Uh, We had that great opportunity to learn from him about many different things, not just his background and career, but also leadership, his thoughts on uh, the way that the regiment is going, so many different topics. And we hope you enjoy uh, this episode. As always, let us know how we're doing. Leave us a comment. Check us out on social media. Follow us at at the at symbol mentors, the number four M-I-L. You can also uh, lend your support by going out to patreon.com. And thanks again for listening and following and subscribing to our podcast. Hey everybody, this is Robert Gowan sitting here at Mentors for Military at Darby Room with my co-host Kyle O'Neill and we appreciate the Ranger Regiment allowing us to be in this uh, you know, auspicious place uh, surrounded by great people and taping these podcasts and everything and this room is amazing. Um, we'll try to get some shots of the exact uh, layout and everything of the photos that are on here, are, uh, pictures and stuff of the history of the regiment. Uh, but what we're really excited about is the guest for today and that's Command Sergeant Major uh, Brett Johnson. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast
1: hey robert and kyle uh thanks to military or mentors from military uh for coming down here and taking your time to talk about the ranger regiment the the history and uh and all that all that we do it's it's a uh, it's truly my honor to sitting here and, and and talk with you guys today
0: wow thank you so much you and i want to give a little bit of your background bio and forgive me for a second because i'm going to read it um at least for a little bit of here because i don't want to mess this up because it's too good so uh, Command Sergeant Major uh, Brett Johnson enlisted in the Army on September 29, 1998 from Houston, Texas. And I'm going to stop there for a second because where in Houston are you originally from?
1: Northeast part of
0: Houston. Spring. Cyprus. So, Cy- yes, Cyprus, Cyprus, okay. Yeah. okay. My yeah. brother lives in Springs. So. Okay. I recruited yeah, yeah. in Baytown is the reason why yeah, I asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I lived over in Crosby yeah. and uh, near the lake and everything. Yeah. And so it's always one of these things when I see Houston, the timeline I had left recruiting in 90, so it was after you. I wasn't sure. worried about recruiting you and actually... <laughs> Um, you'd probably have been quite upset at me, maybe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> after successful cli- uh, completion of the uh, Infantry OSUT, uh Airborne School, and RASP, which is, we're going to uh, have a fun time talking about that, at Fort Benning, or now Fort Moore, you were assigned to 1st Battalion 75th Ranger Regiment. Your assignments over your 25-year career is, uh, to date is include 1st Battalion 75th Ranger Regiment, Regimental Special Troops Battalion, Senior Enlisted Advisor to JSOC and the J-7 there, uh third ranger battalion command sergeant major 75th ranger regiment intelligence battalion command uh, sergeant major and recently as the fort Benning uh fort moore garrison sergeant major and now you're back as the regimental sergeant major here right. so very impressive career with 19 uh deployments on the global war on terrorism uh so yeah an incredible career to date for sure
1: yeah thanks it's been uh it's been a ride I remember coming in the army, I was actually playing baseball in, in, Eastern, uh, Texas at a place called Angelina junior college. And, uh, I remember calling my dad saying, Hey, I don't think I'm going to be a professional baseball player. I, I worked really, really hard, but you know there were guys that were just better than me. He was like, good, keep studying. That's what you're there for. <laughs> I came home that semester and, uh, I said, dad, I'm just searching for something different. I don't know what it is. And, uh he was like well good search for a job go to work you know get, yeah, get you, know, you got to pay some stuff right uh he's he's obviously my my biggest hero uh is my is my dad and my mom for sure so i went to work and then uh at, throughout the summer i was like hey what do i do so I, I just stumbled upon a recruiting detachment uh, a navy one Oh, and i was like yeah, i want to be a navy seal i said what happens if i don't become a navy seal I said you swab the deck son and I was like, "Well, that's horrible." And you don't know your capabilities. <laughs> you know, then you have no idea. Like no. You, you see these, uh, you know, mountain men that just can do phenomenal things, and you you just don't know at that age it, what, what your what your body can do and not do. Uh, mm-hmm. I walked out and uh, uh, walked into an, an army one, and then I met Sergeant Britt, and uh, he had jumped into Panama with with Third Ranger Battalion, broke his back, and uh, he's like, "Hey." you should be an airborne ranger i asked him the same question what happens if i don't make it he's like you're gonna go to the 82nd i said do they jump out airplanes and do cool stuff too? he said yeah i was like well that's better than swabbing the deck right and i came home and said hey mom dad i think i want to join the army and they we're like you know my uh my grandfather served in the navy uh, my uncle served uh in vietnam uh my dad you know worked for shell oil company uh wanted me to exercise my this muscle rather than this muscle he's probably you know good advice from a father <laughs> and uh i said oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try this route went out the, i think i went out the next day and like got a got a flat top you know i had long hair but i was like i was you know if you're gonna do something go all in you know that's how how we were so i right you know joined and uh i'm sure we're gonna talk about it but i haven't looked back you know I, i'm the kind of person that says i i um I'm glad I did, rather than I wish I would have. Sometimes that's got me in trouble, uh, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it has been a phenomenal ride. I've I've had the best leaders, uh, the best people to emulate. I've had uh, the best ranger buddies that like pick you up when you're down, uh, that make you a better person today than you were yesterday, and that's like a you know what you would hope the army is. And I found that in in the Ranger Regiment, and it was it was phenomenal. I, my my squad leader that just retired uh, was that was that first real mentor for me. Craig Bishop was his name. Uh, was that first real mentor? I was like, hey, I, I want to be like that guy. My first sergeant was a guy named Rick Merritt. Uh, wow, you know, uh, yeah, uh, the legend. And and so these these leaders that I had to look up to. I was, <clears throat> I was just in awe every day of like, I I don't know that I could ever reach, their, the potential of what they they do, but I'm gonna try every single day because I don't want to let them down, right? That was and that was the environment that that was in you know late '90s. That's was the environment that those leaders created for me uh, in in this formation. It wasn't about uh, a second class citizen and I was a private and all those other things. It was like, hey, my job as a leader is to make you better today than you were yesterday. We're going to get you to ranger school. You're going to get your ranger tab because that's, that's not negotiable. And then you're going to come back and you're going to continue to lead. Uh, and and you're going to grow and we're going to send you to the board. We're going to send you to jump master school. You're going to do all these things. And all of a sudden 9-11 happened, right? 9-11 happened. And four days after that, my, my son was born. Right. My wow. four days after that, my son was born. And, uh, and it was, you know, and they were there. They were like, Hey, listen, uh this is war this is what we're going to do we don't know what we're going to do yet we're here to take care of your family we're here to do this um uh, guy named uh, uh my platoon sergeant at that time was a guy named mike masson uh, phenomenal but he was the stb uh csm he was my first sergeant later on as well uh i had a, at that time i had a phenomenal fire team that we had been working together for a little bit and and started deploying and and every time they took care of my family, when, when, when needs arose, uh, my, my family back home in Houston was, was phenomenal, uh, help helping us through all the, you know, there was no such thing as a real George cycle back in the, at the beginning, it was, you're going, you you know, just this, that, and the other. I remember coming back from the invasion of Iraq. We went right to Africa. We did a training mission in Africa right after that and then came home again and then went right back to Afghanistan. Uh, so I, I know I like sped through some of those things, but, uh, you know, that was like my initial impression uh, with the leaders. And, and that's what I think is like the most important part is, you know, because you can get a bad leader in a great place with all the all the money and funding and cool toys on stuff like that. But if you if they don't like own the own the culture and drive the climate of of, of how you live every day. Doesn't matter if it's the greatest place on earth; it, it can be really, really miserable. Mm-hmm. And and they didn't do that for me. And, and that's that's what I, I have emulated over the, my last, you know, twenty five years. I uh, meet people where they're at, treat them with dignity and respect. Uh, I don't care where you came from. I don't care what color your skin is. Here is the task condition standards. I'm going to do it with you because that's how my leaders did it with me. And uh, and that's what I found in the Ranger Regiment. It was it was just this place where the culture of accountability where people would come and and hold you accountable, hold themselves accountable so it wasn't uh it wasn't the opposite of point to hawk. Right? So this impossible mission, you know, sixth June nineteen forty four, hey second Ranger Battalion, uh after they were already, you know, two thousand folks, you know, run through the gauntlet, specially selected, hey Colonel Rudder, you're in charge. We're going to land your boats. You're going to climb up this cliff. You're going to spike the guns. You're going to do this impossible mission. And, and the leaders there <clears throat> didn't stand on the bottom of the point and say, get up to the top. They, they got to the beach under hellacious conditions after crossing the channel and, and then climbed up that cliff. The leaders did and said, follow me. You know uh, you know on down the beach with the fifth rangers that's where you know general Cotto said hey rangers lead the way off this beach so that's, that's how we got our motto and all those things like that and um you know i think about you know our just our motto in sui you know of your own accord you're here because you want to be here because you you want to be led like uh like you'd want your kids to be led through school you like you'd want your kids to be led uh by a coach um uh, demanding accountable, um, uh, and help holding themselves accountable, all those things that you want in life. This is like the, uh, you know, my bias opinion, a, a melting pot for those things. And it's, it's, it has made me who I am. It's made me a better husband has made me a better father. Um, uh, it's definitely made me a better leader because of the, of the people that I, that I work for and work with. And I don't, Every day when I come to work as the 75th Ranger Regiment uh, Command Sergeant Major, there's like 3,600 people that I, I don't want to let down. That, that's how I feel when I, when, my, when I get out of bed and I put my boots on the ground or my feet on the ground and, and I'm, I'm walking into work every day. Um, that's how I feel. There's a, there's a professional anxiety of, hey, there's, a, there's 10 million things that, that I could do. Here are the commander's priorities. Here's what I have to say no to. Here's what I probably should follow up on. And I have to do all this uh, for the 75th Ranger Regiment. It, it's, it has been an incredible ride. Uh, I probably got a year left. Never be here again, other than in spirit and some picture on a wall that somebody won't remember me a long time ago. Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay, right? It's uh, it's about the young guys that, are, that carry the torch. So I, I don't care if they remember me or not. But what I care about is is that um, you know legacy is things that you leave behind so I, my, I don't want my legacy to be like I remember Brett Johnson the command sergeant major I want people to remember like how they were treated and how they were led and what right looked like and if they completely forget who, who I was but if they remember that like that's how I led them and that's how I want them to lead I'm okay with that you can take my picture off the
0: wall. You just sat here, though, and named off so many different NCOs and influences. We go all the way back to your recruiter. Chuck Albertson,
1: right? Another yeah. one. He was my first sergeant for like three years. Uh, the, these folks, and I haven't even, like, I mean, there's like hundreds, yes. hundreds of them. Um, e- even that my commissioned officers that, that I've had uh, were were just unbelievable.
0: Well, and that's really, like you had said, what laid the foundation. I mean, so it started with even your recruiter giving you that uh, inspiring you and motivating you just through his story alone Um, and then you end up coming in and you start meeting these phenomenal leaders that then show you what right looks like and by the way it's something that we've heard both in the past when we've come here and then again this time is the same thing that the ncos or the leaders here at this regiment are exactly as you portrayed it individuals who truly care want to inspire want to show what's right show you what the standard is get in there and do it with you that's right you know, you don't always see that in the big army uh, necessarily, uh, but that's the reason why you have to go through what you do to get to this place and this location and be selected mm-hmm. is because it is a special place in a lot it of is. different ways.
1: It is. The, uh, so talk about <clears throat> selection. So RIP, the Ranger Indoctrination Program that I came through was three weeks. And it was it was uh, hang on a lot of PT. Hang on. And I was I was strong oh i could i was strong uh probably why i left college and came here i, I didn't feel like using this like my dad asked me to and use some of this right it was great uh that the cadre that were before me were were animals animals uh guy named guy named blum I, i'll never forget him uh he went on to an, another unit and uh and, and did phenomenal and, and is probably still doing phenomenal. And if he stood walked in here right now, I'd probably stand up parade rest when I'd saw it, see him, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh so that was, you know, and Mike Hall, Sergeant so Major Mike Hall was the was the RSM when I when I came in uh to the army and, and a guy named uh most people haven't heard of him. Um uh, was the RCO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So two of of our generation, two of the you know, probably one of the most influential leaders that you, you read the things that they wrote and you, and you hear the stories that how they led and you know, how, how can you go wrong? Right. You know, so that's, that's the era that I came in th- into. Uh, so fast forward, I'm, 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 we're here for Ranger Rendezvous in, in 20, 2009, 2009 uh, Colonel Carrillo, Eric Carilla, who's now General Carilla, uh, just stepped in to be the RCO, and he walks up to me in the in the hangar I'm down down on the airfield here, and says, "Hey, uh, hey, Sergeant Johnson, come here." I was a Sergeant First Class, just made the E8 list. Says, "Hey, you're gonna run RASP. You're gonna leave First Battalion and run RASP." I was like, "Sir, I don't I don't know what that is." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Didn't exist. It did not exist." And we you know the Army were really good at acronyms too. Right. You know, and I, I've always been a guy of like, hey, I've, if I don't know what it is, I'm going to ask you what it is. I'm like, mm-hmm. sir, I don't know what it is. He's like, we're going to revamp, rip and rope, and you're going to run it. I was like, hey, sir, that sounds phenomenal. I'm about to take my platoon on one more trip. Can I can I come in like four months? You know, Sergeant Major Merritt, who was my first sergeant, who is now the regimental sergeant major, is like, yeah, you can go on your trip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sergeant Major. Thank you, sir. I <laughs> will report to then to Fort Benning. Uh, as soon as uh, upon completion, right? Uh, so they came up and uh, and and started RASP, and that was a whole change of hey, uh, uh, took it from you know from rip to to RASP you know, one, our, our junior enlisted guys from E five and below to eight weeks, eight weeks, and and uh, you know they they shoot a hundred thousand rounds over there. I mean it's it's unbelievable, uh, and then you know changed some of the dynamics of of rope and a rasp too. And that's probably where I, I started to become more of an organizational leader than I probably thought I was at the time. Mm. You know, at the time it was like, there, yeah, there's nothing. It's there's first battalion, never heard a second battalion kind of stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. immature stuff that, uh, that, uh, you know, you think about back then. And then I, you could see the formation, uh, at scale, and what we were doing at that time and how, how influential the decisions to like, let's professionalize our courses. Let's, let's eventually make them a, a period of instruction uh, through uh, use for long-term things. Like there's, there's money involved in that. There's all kinds of other things. There's just like, man, and, and you could see the impact that we have on the army. And like, you don't see that when you're down and, you know, elbow deep in a platoon and, and and it really impacted me like the leaders impacted me about who I was uh coming coming up here to the regimental headquarters. Just fascinated with running a forward deployed headquarters, uh running the Army's Ranger Regiment, and then running our selection program and there wasn't a week where, you know, now General Carrilla, then Colonel Carrillo wasn't wasn't like Brett, come see me in my office. Yeah, and uh, how's it going? What's going on? And it's funny, because I do the same thing now. (laughs) Do you? Uh, Yeah, I walk right across the street. Uh, How's it going? What do you need? How are we looking? You know, the Army's changed the ACFT, uh, and we were still doing push-ups. Still doing sit-ups. No one's doing sit-ups. I'm like, hey, what's the correlation? Well, it's bad. We should probably gather some data. If the Army's going to go this, we should probably change. You know, And, and then you're like, you know, it's just amazing to to all the things that we get to dabble in in and it all but it all comes back to people you know uh you put the right people in the right place
0: and you trust them you know things are great It it really is somebody must have seen that obviously Um, in you, in the very beginning, and putting you into that RASP situation because, I mean, you are taking something that was a shorter term, making it longer, that was very much heavy on PT and just trying to kill you uh, and rip to RASP, which is a very different, it's both mental, physical, longer duration.
1: Cognitive coaches over there. All the the things, the education piece, uh, that course is phenomenal. Way better. Those, Those young Rangers that are we got a graduation next Friday. Those eighty Rangers that I graduate uh, next Friday are ten thousand times better than anybody that has graduated uh, back in Rip. Just the, the our cadre that are over there, are hand selected from across the regiment to come here to serve. Uh, the first sergeant is like the best first sergeant in the seventy fifth Ranger Regiment. Gonna be a sergeant major, and it's like, hey, here is this baby. Don't drop it,
0: right? Make it
1: better. Feed it. Yeah. Do, do the do the right things. It's,
0: it's just... How cool is it, though, though, to walk over there and know that you were kind of the founding father of that exact program yeah, that built... I, now, it's not I, probably I, the same, but, you know...
1: See, now now that I'm at this level, I, here's, here's how I think it went. Colonel Carrillo and, and Sergeant Major Merritt are sitting down there like, hey, we're going to start this RASP thing. And they're, like, talking about it. And, like, who, who are we going to get to... Who are we going to get to run it? And they're probably having a couple beers, and they turn around, and I just happen to be in the... And I mean, now happened. I, I just happened to be right there, and they're like, oh, Brett Johnson, he's at the end of his tune time. Let's just grab him. <laughs> uh, that's how. I, that's that's probably how it went, right? Yeah, no, like, oh, no, no, no I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, they're they're way more... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, super fortunate. Super fortunate. I. Uh, my time sitting over there for two years was so impactful to to my professional development and growth as a non-commissioned officer Every, we we bring in all the battalion commanders and sergeant majors to sit those boards um hmm. uh, so I, as the rest two N C ncic i still have my green book from from two years over there and i would sit there and listen to the questions and answers and how i would answer it and uh and imagine that uh t- you know nine ten classes a year for two years straight i missed a couple uh but that that was I mean, you can't you can't pay enough money to to get that type of uh that kind of wisdom all funneled from in the, same all place. the from the battalion commanders and star majors when I was a you know young uh yeah, you know, I was a young brand new master sergeant at that point. Uh it was I was like, This is gold. Give me another <laughs> give me another pen. Right? Let's <laughs> let's write it down. Yeah, and I keep that stuff. Because uh, it's 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 just
0: it's super valuable your next step actually kind of led you more even down um not just building the foundation for regiment by going through um and developing RAS, but then you went on to j7 and joint chiefs at jsoc yeah another tremendous opportunity to apply your strategic skills you know at that level
1: yeah let's talk strategic yeah so um, i was a company first sergeant after that uh go deploying my company and doing the same thing we've been doing, which is great. Awesome. Great, great last 20 years of getting to do what everybody wants to go do. And, uh, and then I get, I make the E nine list and Sergeant major Robertson was the regimental Sergeant major. He says, Hey, what do you think your next job is? And I was like, uh, battalion officer, Sergeant major, Sergeant major. And he's like, Nope. In the back of my head, I mean, he was my first sergeant for like three years. We we've met, You know, Uh, he's mentored me throughout my entire career, just like many others. And he says, uh, nope, nope, uh, not officer major. And I was like, oh, OK. Back in my head, I was like, is this how they tell me I'm departing right now? And I was like, "Okay, let me throw out a lifeline. Uh, The special troops battalion officer major, not a line battalion, but like a different one. He's like, "Uh, nope. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is where it comes. I'm like, it's good. I have like, a great ride. Like be, be respectful, say Roger star major. And then like, we'll just start, we'll figure it out from there, which is okay. Cause as you move up, uh, yeah, the pyramid gets tighter yeah. Yeah. And, they're, and they're really, really good. <laughs> right. And, uh, he says, you're going to go to J sock and be a director. at Star major. And I was like, uh, uh, which one is that Star major. And he's like the J seven. I was like, what does that do? He's like, uh, it's like some training and stuff. And I was like, I, I can do training, I guess. Um, uh, it was m- way more than that. I ran, ran uh, the Ellipse Series exercise. Uh, yeah, and anyway, I won't dive into that stuff, but it was uh, the the biggest learning curve I've ever had in my entire career. But again, uh, specially selected, well trained soldiers, I, I show up up there, and it's a. So my Ranger buddy up there is an 06, prior, prior Ranger regiment officer. Uh, my. There's a. So I'm. Partnered with him. My deputy is an 05. And then my uh, other deputy, I had a civilian deputy that was a GS-14 retired uh, Green Beret uh, 06. And I was like, hey, but uh, I don't know what any of this is. And they like handed me a whole bunch of documents. Because at that point, it's all policy, authority, things like that. Uh, so my le- learning curve was like through the roof. And, and they were there every step of the way to answer my questions, to help me out. And I'm, and I'm the sergeant major. Like typically you're supposed to be the, right. kind of the subject matter expert. Yeah. Right. Um, and they and they were there to help me out. And again, like there's just another example that like reinforced to me, like the importance of like being a humble leader, uh, you know, taking the time to like help people out to, to do the right thing to like, to listen, to understand and not listen to speak. Is uh, like, you don't know it all. Like somebody, somebody else probably is smarter than you. And nine times out of 10, when I walk in a room, that's definitely the case. So I, I like to listen a lot. And it, it was just, again, reinforcing to go up there. And I, I spent two years traveling the world, uh, doing a whole bunch of really, really cool stuff for another. Uh, so the first boss that I had up there, the general was, a, I don't, yeah. this is another guy that no one's ever heard of, uh, Tony Thomas, like no, no one's heard of that guy at all. Um, yeah, just just unbelievable leader that was my battalion commander when nine eleven happened. Uh so like we've met, yeah, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Uh and just to watch him when he when he came back to First Battalion as a battalion commander, watch him throughout his career when he went to Sajidif and other things, and then now sit up there at his headquarters when he was running that command, to watch him lead uh an entire enterprise going through uh the rise of ISIS. Uh, the fall of Raqqa, uh, and then another you know, guy named Scotty Miller comes in right after that. So like, you know, it's just like, does it get any better? Like, and those are two commissioned officers, like general officers, that were just phenomenal. And then you look at their NCO counterparts. Uh, A guy named Jeff Wright was his CSM, uh, a Green Beret guy. His son served in the Ranger Regiment as an officer, served for me in uh, 3rd Battalion. Phenomenal. Uh, And then right after that, a guy named DJ Blake, uh, another phenomenal uh, NCO that I was like, every time I would sit in his office, I was like, I'm sitting in his office. What do I need to ask him? What can I I get from him? Or or maybe I should just shut up and listen to him. Uh, And then I got selected to come to 3rd Battalion. Uh, And then, you know, get paired up with... uh, Colonel Sellers was there first, a short period of time. And then I had the majority of my time was spent with uh, a guy named Mike Klepper, who just stepped out of the 173rd. Uh, Just, you want to talk smart, uh, anticipatory, see the future, understand the operational environment, and apply resources and assets and and put leaders in places. That's like, you know, Mike, like influential leader outside of like... uh, you know, anything in the world. Like he was just phenomenal. And, and, and fast forwarded like my, my learning as like, cause he's a second time battalion commander and I'm first time battalion CSM. I just try not to screw it up. I mean, I know what a Ranger is and I know like what Ranger NCO is supposed to do. I'm going to do that. But like, how do I take it to the next level? And he was that guy, guy for me. So like every step of the way of this last 25 year journey has been, I oh, look at that, look at that, man, if I could just do that. And, and you just, and you just take on and take on and take out. It's just awesome.
0: What, You've just mentioned, though, is a foundation and a great example of how others who might be now looking at you through a different set of lens and yeah. seeing themselves uh, being able to, to explore and do much of the same thing. And I think you'd probably say that, um, you know, it, you're making it sound as, as though you fell into them. Your career laid that foundation and you kept going over and over into it. So the opportunity is there. It's how sure. it, when it presents itself, how you take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, I, so I got a couple, couple things. Um, uh, so, and this is like, guys make fun of me. I didn't get this from Eminem. So like before the record, I didn't get this from Eminem.
0: We got to worry uh, about copyright or anything. Nope. The- didn't get it from Eminem. Okay. I, I didn't even, I don't even listen to him. Sorry. <laughs> um, We hope you enjoyed episode one of our episode with Regimental Sergeant Major from 75th Ranger Regiment, Command Sergeant Major Brett Johnson. Be sure to tune in to the second episode or part two uh, with the Command Sergeant Major coming up soon.